When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about relational databases for a second. What's up, y'all? This is Hussein Nasser from iGeometry Podcast, and welcome to today's podcast, everybody. Yeah, let's discuss relational databases, right? Uh, so let's quickly define those first. Relational databases invented in the 80s, I think. So these are like the first kind of databases. And the reason they were invented is like we want some sort of a persistent method. We want to store our data somewhere. And it was designed in a way that four properties have to be satisfied in order to basically to accommodate a relational database and these are atomicity acid basically acid atomicity consistency isolation and durability right so i made a list of lots of videos about those with examples really cool so check out my youtube channel youtube.com slash igeometry you're gonna uh, see that uh, databases stuff really cool. So with example, but just just really quick, I'm gonna talk about this each property. Atomicity basically entitles that a single certain queries or certain operations that are going has to go as a full atomic transaction. So all these queries have to go all in or none. Right, example, uh, right, bank transactions, right, debit this account, credit this account, and there was like very popular choice for banks, right, and, and other systems as well, because we wanted an atomic system. We want, want to, atomicity lead to consistency, right? If you, uh, if you debit this account and you, for example, fail for a network error disk problem, you want to undo that, right? You want to not commit this transaction, thus achieve consistency. And then the third thing, isolation, very huge topic, but essentially like each transaction should be its own word, it should not get tainted by other transactions, right? Thus be isolated from uh, other transactions, other queries. Right, to avoid phenomena like dirty reads and phantom reads and non-repeatable reads and all that stuff, right? Yeah. So the far the fourth <laughs> we end up just <laughs> describing acid here, but yeah, it's just like durability. That's the th- the fourth and last one where if I committed something, it better stay committed. It better stay stored. So next time I query it, it's better be there. 
So durable. Each transaction should be durable, right? But my main point of talking about reaction database is not to describe the properties, but to actually talk about scaling wise. These were designed in days where we have one box, right? One machine and a server, essentially a database server, and we put as much juice into this machine, right? Powers, resources, thus vertically scale that machine, right? It was designed to run on one machine. It was never designed to run on seven or eight machines, right? So that was come the problem with the scalability. All right, now on a small a uh, few hundred people hiding that database that works i mean we're all in the same company but what happened if i start to do branches and right uh, different branches and different uh, countries and i want this data database to be scalable right so another lots of solutions came out to solve this but it wasn't like kind of it wasn't core solution to the problem was kind of work around then we're going to discuss this next so let's take an example you have two servers right two database servers and they are oracle for example we didn't actually <laughs> uh, we didn't explain any examples there here so relation databases or example are postgres oracle SQL Server and uh, Matiza, DB2, so so many, right? So let's take this uh, scenario where I have two regions, right? And let's say one East Coast and West Coast. Okay, so in the, in the U.S., for example, East Coast database server, West Coast database server. So now one way like all these transactions going in writing to the database usually uh, goes to each of the servers right so if i am in the east coast i'm gonna like write a transaction i'm gonna write it to the east coast server and the same thing with the west coast if i am making a transaction adding something that will get a hit the west east uh, the west coast server right so same thing with reading if i'm gonna read something gonna read it from here but now we uh, we'll end up with a problem right at the end of the day we have data that is in the east but not in the west so what do we do uh, so there's this uh, replication uh, solution to this right so we where we replicate uh, on a daily basis all these changes between the two servers there are a lot of solutions right here too some people write everything designed architected in a way to write everything to one database and then replicate it to other server some people do it in a way that it's online replication so any single transaction is immediately replicated to the other server right and all this work around but there is eff effectively there are two dedicated machines right but imagine adding a, another another machines but you know it doesn't wasn't never designed to horizontally scale 
right? So that w solution work, right? And most uh, obviously it's working because most banks run on relational databases, right? But so it is working. So they're doing doing work around that. It works, but came in the days and NoSQL was invented, right? Databases and it says, okay, I'm not gonna put all my data in one place. I am going to shard it. So I'm gonna chop it up into multiple pieces and I'm gonna distribute it into multiple machines. So now a lot of problem arises from because of this because now does this comply with acid? The question is the 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 problem that came here is that uh, maybe not because consistency is no longer the uh, satisfied because if you run atomicity you might one machine could lose power right and then you lose the data there so you will need to some sort of a replicate uh, recovery to recover this shard the lost shard so this that's the concept of eventual consistency but this this podcast is about relational so <laughs> let's stay with that so, so so yeah this was interesting just to discuss relational databases and the limitations of those and don't get me wrong people still use the relational nothing wrong with them it's just some people can depends on your problem and what you're what, you, what you're trying to solve relational can work with you can work for you but if you are really doesn't don't, don't care about the actual consistency of data like you're storing likes on instagrams right and you really want to accommodate as much uh, users as possible. So I wanna, I wanna just. It's okay if a one like or two like got lost, or 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 uh, that the effect or the re the final result got delayed. Eventually, I gonna get the correct result. So, so this is like this is like a really interesting thing to discuss. Just relational databases and scaling, and. Let's continue the next segment with more stuff. Another way to establish not not scaling but kind of availability in relational databases. So, what happens if my server goes down? Right? So, yeah, let's say let's go back to one scenario. I have one one unit, one uh, city connecting to my database, but I need some backups of this database somehow, right? So one one solution is to keep the data into some sort uh, of an array storage, a NAS, or it's a storage, but it's uh, on the network, right? And that server, the database server, connects to that. As, and that stores everything into the NAS, into network array storage. And then what you do is you basically create another machine, effectively, which is called a failover, where if, uh, if that machine goes down, immediately the other machine takes over, and that is just another machine pointing to the same network array storage, right? And then you have to have some sort of more redundancy on the NAS itself 
to make sure things are uh, if the one hard disk failed other hard disk is recovered right and all the the rad thing and all that kind of fancy stuff right the system level so really interesting stuff right so guys if you're listening what is your favorite database that is whether you are working on currently relational let's just pick relational maybe we'll leave the non-relational stuff at other point and what do you find interesting about working with relational databases right so yeah hit me up on Twitter or in the comment section if I uploaded this uh, podcast to YouTube all right guys that's all for me today that was some episode about relational databases I'm going to see you in the next one. This was Hussein Nasser from IGM Trip Podcast. You guys stay awesome.